0: Friends, welcome. As we gather together, whether we are gathering in person or at home, as we gather together in many ways, bringing many different experiences from our week, we slow down and we remember that God is with us, that the love of community surrounds us, and that we are each blessed to be a blessing to one another and this world. It is really nice to be back. Um, I I was thinking that the last time we shared in worship in the sanctuary with me was Easter. Um, That's a long time ago. We of course shared online and through phone calls and all the different ways we could connect during the pandemic, but it's nice to be here and it's nice to be back after the three months away um, working in the regional council office, filling in for Diane Blanchard while she was on sabbatical. Um, I I did a bit of math before I before I left um, that job. And about 145 communities of faith I helped um, work with during that time while they searched for a new minister or faced issues in their church. Um, so thank you on their behalf for, for allowing me that leave to experience a different type of ministry and to be able to help them. Um, I thought many times throughout that three months that I was able to do that work because of all of you. And I hope that you learned a lot during that time away as well, and um, I look forward to hearing that. I'm gonna share a bit more about what I learned next week with you. Um, as you notice, our cart, of full cart, which is just part of our offering, there's more at the entryway. Um, today is the last day for our memorial food drive. Um, it's being collected and blessed today, but if you forgot to bring something, or if you're at home, um, and forgot to bring something. Well, I guess you're at home. You're seeing this next week, so this week uh, announcement will be a bit behind. But on Tuesday, between nine to ten, if you forgot something or you want to bring something more, please drop it off the church. It'll be be delivered to the food bank at that time after ten o'clock on Tuesday. I'm right with that time. Perfect. Perfect. We've had some. Um, wonderful changes over the the months since I was here last, and over the last three months, in terms of we've seen how our response to love God, love neighbor by caring for ourselves and each other through vaccinations, through wearing masks, through different means of protecting each other has, has changed the landscape around us a bit. We are still living in a pandemic, but we are able to do a little bit more. This week, the reopening committee met, and um, following advice from local health, we're we're able to do a couple more things once again. Um, Very excited to share that we are going to begin singing again, following the local health guidelines. So you have to wear your mask if you wanna sing. Um, Wear it properly over nose, mouth, um, because our nose and our mouth are both connected to our lungs, we all know that. Um, But you're welcome to sing softly. So the way I think about it is, um, often in church, for years I've been telling people, sing loudly, sing louder, sing louder, and now sing softly. Instead of singing to me, sing as if you're singing to someone beside you. In that intimacy of singing, um, we can share that beautiful part of our tradition and share our prayers through song. We've also set up a second... um, screen these are just temporary there until we move to move further in the pandemic beyond the pandemic but we can now have um another scripture reader so we've been blessed by people sharing by recording and we'll still have some people share by recording but we'll also have some live reading again and that also means that i know there's some people who love to share reading scripture but haven't been able to record Um, please contact the office if you'd like to start reading in person again. And because of the screen, you will be able to remove your mask. And because it's a separate space, it will be cleaned and sanitized when you use it, and you'll be the only one using it. We're also going to start introducing children's time again. It's going to be a little different um, time for young and young at heart. We're not going to be able to gather really close at the front again, but we'll be able to be interactive in that time again. These are wonderful ways that we can... Fill ourselves with a bit of hope that we are in a different place than we were and our reopening committee will of course monitor how things are going throughout and i'm so thankful i know we're also thankful for the reopening committee and the hard work they're doing keeping us all safe i think that's all the announcements for today Uh, so as we gather we take time to recognize the traditional territory on which we are gathered and we know that words are not enough, and we pray that these words may just be a first step of many steps that we take to build right relationship. The words of our traditional territory are being updated today, and if you want to know more about where the words come from, I invite you to go to www.native-land.ca to learn more about the traditional territories on which we live and gather, and explore the interactive maps and the various Indigenous Nations websites that are available through links from that site. The updated words include the names that we had before, but often are often the, the wider um, nation, nation names. Today, we recognize that Grace United is centered in the traditional territory of the Mississauga, Ottawa, and Nabawaki people, and the Métis people. We are all part of treaties, and at Grace United, we are part of Saugeen Treaty 45 and a half, which was signed in 1836. Now, part of our commitment to right relations in the church is listening to the voices of Indigenous people and learning our shared history and often that includes learning the parts that were often silenced or ignored or not shared, parts of our history that maybe we never heard before. On Remembrance Sunday today, we give thanks to God for the Indigenous Canadians who served and who serve in the Canadian Armed Forces. And we lament. We lament that those who served in the Second World War, fighting for freedoms of from discrimination, oppression, and tyranny, returned to a country where they did not have civil rights including the right to vote. We lament that at that time access to benefits were not given equally to Indigenous veterans and we lament that many who served during the Second World War as in the wars before came back home to discover that the Indian Act created in 1876 stated that those who served in the armed forces automatically lost their status as status Indians. Under the Indian Act, the status gave the right for Indigenous people to live on reserves, share in banned monies, vote for bound council and chief, and inherit banned property. Losing status was treated as a benefit, but it meant that people were legally cut off from their communities and their ancestry. This is the history that we acknowledge when we lament the colonization and racism, white and Christian supremacy that are deeply rooted in our country and our church. And we pray to God that God may ever lead us from words to action in the holy acts of listening, learning, lamenting, and working to build right relationship. Friends come, let us worship as we light our Christ candle, remembering Christ's presence within us and all around us.
1: May the light of Christ shine brightly in our lives and all around us, amen.
0: And friends, I invite you to join with me in the call to worship and opening prayer, responding with the bold text. Or with the white text. In a world filled with violence and war, we gather together to celebrate the promise of peace. In a world filled with tyranny and oppression, we gather together to celebrate the promise of justice for all. In a world filled with hunger and greed, we gather together to celebrate the promise of plenty for all. Our hope is in the name of the Almighty God, the creator, redeemer, and sustainer of heaven and earth. And let us pray. Holy God, you created the world and community and set the vision of peace ever before us. We gather together this day, remembering the painful reality of war. Hold us in your love. Hold us in your hope. Hold us in your promise. Lead us always in your sacred vision as we work with you for a world filled with healing and justice for all. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. We've got no young ones to come near the front, so we're going to do it all together because we are all young and young at heart, and we're all children of God. So I invite you to, to say out loud or say quietly within, someone who you are remembering this week, as we move into Remembrance Day this week, somebody who you know whose life was touched by war, whether they served in the... Canadian forces or another for another country, whether they survived through war or were refugees, name someone aloud that you remember this week. I remember Charlie. I remember Bun, Elf, and Jurgen. We have lots of names that we remember, remember their names, remember their stories. Our faith throughout scripture tells us to remember. It tells us to remember not just people's names, although in the Bible there's lots of names listed, sometimes whole pages of names. It remembers, Our faith reminds us to remember the stories of our people, the stories of those who've gone before. It calls us to remember that each and every one of us, each and every person, each and every part of creation, is a beloved of God. We're called to remember our relationship with God, which is lived out by our loving God and loving neighbor and caring for each other. So this week, as we remember, we remember names and we remember stories, We're also called to remember who we are as beloved of God, who are called to care for one another and to care for those whose lives are touched by war, whether they've lived through it or they survived through it or they were killed in war or their lives were turned over by war. And we remember and we seek ways to show our love and God's love in our words and our actions. Let us hear how God is working at healing in this world through our gifts to the Mission Service Fund.
1: Good morning. Today's Minute for Mission is a step toward peace. One of the things we can do to promote peace is share what we have to ensure that everyone has enough. That's why your generosity through Mission and Service supports economic development programs that offer things like microloans, and business training and support to purchase equipment. Lila Bashir is a 46 year old mother of five who lives in a village in the northwestern part of the West Bank in Palestine. Lila's husband is in poor health, which makes it hard to get by. Since she was a child, Layla has been preserving carob paste, which helps with upset stomach. Four years ago, as her family struggled, she had the idea to sell her Korob paste, but processing it by hand is labor-intensive, so she turned to DSPR, the Department of Service to Palestinian Refugees, for help. As I made some profit from local sales, I decided to expand. DSPR helped me out with buying grinding equipment that facilitated making crab paste enormously, she says. The outcome is amazing. Not only can Lila produce high quality paste, but her income has also grown. The grinding equipment helped me increase my income by 40%. I look forward to buying a second grinding machine, this time to produce tomato paste, says Lila. Palestinians in the West Bank are subject to complex systems of control. These systems of control include physical barriers like the separation wall, checkpoints, roadblocks, and bureaucratic ones like permits and closure of areas. These restrict Palestinians' right to freedom of movement. The Israeli occupation has confiscated thousands of square meters of land from Palestinian farmers to build illegal settlements, bypass roads and build the separation wall. Moreover, the checkpoints, roadblocks and crop destruction, crop destruction create extreme challenges for farmers attempting to reach their land and their markets. Every step we take to support families like Layla's brings us a step closer to peace and justice. Thank you for your generosity through mission and service. Today's scripture reading comes from Job 38 verses 1 to 11 and Luke 10 25 to 37. The Lord answers Job, who are you to question my wisdom with your ignorant, empty words? Stand up now like a man and answer the questions I ask you. Were you there when I made the world? If you know so much, tell me about it. Who decided how large it would be? Who stretched the measuring line over it? Do you know all the answers? What holds up the pillars that support the earth? Who laid the cornerstone of the world? In the dawn of that day, the stars sang together, and the heavenly beings shouted for joy. Who closed the gates to hold back the sea when it burst from the womb of the earth? It was I who covered the sea with clouds and wrapped it in darkness. I marked a boundary for the sea and kept it behind bolted gates. I told it, so far and no farther. Here your powerful ways must stop. And reading from Luke. The parable of the Good Samaritan. A teacher of the law came up and tried to trap Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to receive eternal life? Jesus answered him, What do the scriptures say? How do you interpret them? The man answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. You are right, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But the teacher of the law wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, Who is my neighbor?" Jesus answered, There was once a man who was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when robbers attacked him, stripped him, and beat him up, leaving him half dead. It so happened that a priest was going down that road, but when he saw the man, he walked on by on the other side. In the same way, a Levite also came along, went over, looked at the man, and then walked on by on the other side. But a Samaritan who was traveling that way came upon the man, and when he saw him, his heart was filled with pity. He went over to him, poured oil and wine on his wounds, and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own animal and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Take care of him, he told the innkeeper, and when I come back this way, I will pay you whatever else you spend on him. And Jesus concluded, In your opinion, which one of these three acted like a neighbor toward the man attacked by the robbers? The teacher of the law answered, the one who was kind to him. Jesus replied, You go then and do the same. Herein lies God's word. Amen. Then
0: God answered Job out of the whirlwind. May God bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts. It's that time of year again when we pause and we remember. It's that time of year when we are invited to come face to face with the realities of war, the lives forever changed and the lives that were lost. It is the time of year when we remember, when we remember those who served and those who serve. One of the traditions of Remembrance Day, at least pre-pandemic and will come one a day again, is having veterans go into schools to talk to students about their experiences. In the first community I served as minister, the organization of these school visits was done by a member of my congregation, a man named Bunn. Bun was the longtime president of the local legion he served in the Navy during World War II at the age of 18, helping to protect supply ships crossing the ocean. As he planned the school visits each year, he always asked another member of our congregation to attend as well. Bunn always invited Jurgen to speak to the schools. While Bunn served in the Canadian Navy crossing the ocean at age 18, Jurgen was a young boy living in Berlin. Jürgen shared his stories of his father being a prisoner of, in a prisoner of war camp after the war ended, the destruction of his city, and the poverty and struggle of living in the aftermath of war. I had a lot of respect for these two men as they went into the school each year sharing their personal stories. They shared their stories and in sharing their stories, they helped students think deeply about the realities of war. The stories we tell shape lives. Then God answered Job out of the whirlwind, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Today we hear a scripture reading from the book of Job. Job is one of those parable style stories that stick in the mind and leave us pondering and searching. Job, the story declares, is a good and holy man He has it pretty good when the story begins. Then his life falls apart, his family dies, his cattle destroyed, and he suffers from an agonizing skin disease. He is in such deep despair that he says it would have been better if he had never been born. And into this place of grief, suffering, and hopelessness, friends show up, and they try to comfort Job. They tell Job that, well, he must have done something wrong to deserve what is happening to him, that God punishes evildoers and rewards the righteous. They tell him to repent. They tell him no human is worthy, confronted by immense suffering. They try to make sense of it all by telling this story. Job must not be good enough. Only those who are bad suffer. The book of Job wrestles with the painful reality of suffering. Job cries out to God again and again. It is the cry of lament. It is the cry of need. It is the cry searching for answers in the face of difficult realities. The stories we tell shape lives. Job reminds us that throughout the centuries People have been drawn to the notion that if you are only good enough, righteous enough, if you pray enough, if you do the right things enough, you won't suffer. The Book of Job reminds us that throughout the centuries, people have asked the question, why do bad things happen to good people? The story told in the Book of Job draws us into the place where we come face to face with suffering, our own and others. This Thursday is Remembrance Day. Behind the ceremonies, the wreaths, the salutes, and the memorials is the painful reality of war. The name of those who served and those who died will be read. The traumas of those who have experienced the devastating realities of war will be touched upon. Remembrance Day can be a healing ritual in our society, but it's also a reminder of what people have and have continued to live through, the devastating effects of war on individuals, communities, and countries. On Thursday, we will remember those who served and those who serve, those who died and those who survive. Those who carry wounds in body, mind, and spirit. Those who lost loved ones, those who became refugees and lost home, safety, and security. Those who were labeled friends and those who were labeled enemy. We remember heroism, camaraderie, and a daring hope embodied in action. We remember fear, hatred, and violence. We remember and we hold the stories. Our own stories, our family's stories, the stories shared and those stories that are held quietly within and rarely spoken. As we remember, as the stories are shared, we are placed in the painful reality that all all is not right in the world. We come face to face with all the realities of war, Like Job, in the face of such horror, we too are invited to lament, to cry out to God that things are not okay. Like those in the book of Job, we try to make sense of it all. Like those in the book of Job, we search for meaning in the midst of it all. Why does war continue? Why do people suffer and die? Why do people have to risk it all to confront the horrifying sides of reality? Why are people displaced and have to seek out safety as refugees? Remembrance Day invites us to remember, to remember the stories of heroism, but it also confronts us with the difficult stories. The story of an 18-year-old Canadian man leaving home to serve in the Navy and the five-year-old German boy hunting rabbits in post-war Berlin to feed his mom and baby sibling because his dad is in a POW camp and the war has left a wake of poverty and destruction. The stories we tell, they shape us, they shape lives. Job cries out, Job cries out to God and God finally responds in the book of Job. After the friends have said Job must be a sinner deserving of punishment, after the cries of lament and despair, God speaks and the response, Well, it seems strange. When Job cries out for answers and for God to mount a defense as to why he is suffering, God finally responds, and God speaks of the realities of creation, the wonder, awe, and mystery of life. Where were you when I did all of this? God asks Job. The book of Job cries out for answers to human suffering, and the response is that God, the God of creation, tells Job a story. God reminds Job of the holy story of creation. At the core of all the beautiful and painful mysteries of life we hear is God's love, the love that creates, the love that draws all things together, the love that sustains, the love that heals, the love that transforms. This retelling of the holy story It doesn't take away Job's pain. It doesn't provide easy answers to life's difficult questions. It reminds Job that his life is held in the deep intimacy and care of creation, of God's love. When his friends tell Job the story that he deserves suffering, God tells Job a different story, the story of love and creation. The stories we tell shape lives. A couple years ago I found out that Jurgen had died. Like many who lived through World War II, he is no longer able to share his own stories. But his stories they live on. They continue to shape people's lives, and that's the power of Storytelling. The stories of people's lives and experiences of war that are remembered at this time of year are passed down in word and action. Names are spoken or held in silence. Stories are shared and pictures are shown. And as the stories linger, we come face to face with those full realities of war. The stories told leave us in the place of searching for meaning in the midst of violence and the devastating realities of war. So we tell stories, we tell the stories of bravery, of ultimate sacrifice, of hope for the end of tyranny. We tell the stories in the hope that we will be inspired to work for peace and justice in our own ways, in our own time. We tell the stories to remember the costs and the sacrifices of war. As we remember and share the stories, we are invited to hear and to share the stories spoken in the Book of Job. The God of creation is always with us. The God who creates and draws all things together, fills the world and fills each and every one of us with the power and potential of life, healing, restoration and hope is here. Today we hear a second scripture reading. In it, Jesus tells a story of two bitter enemies, the Jewish people and the Samaritan people. And to this audience of Jewish people, this Jewish storyteller Jesus places a Samaritan as a hero, the one who would have been thought of as the villain, as the hero. And the story cuts through old rivalries and labels of ally and enemy, past wounds and scorekeeping. It inspires us to enter into the place of healing, hope, justice, and peace. It is the same story told throughout scripture, the story of the God of creation continuing to draw all things together. It is a story of what God's creative and life-giving love looks like when it's put into action, healing, restoration, peace, justice, and love incarnate in our lives, in our communities, and in our world. The stories we tell shape lives. We will remember them we will remember them as names are read and we remember those who served those who died and those who were forever changed by war as the stories are told and shape our lives may we also remember god's story in the midst of all that life brings the beautiful and painful mysteries the complexities the god of creation is here continuing to create and draw all things together in God's great love. Friends, may we be inspired by this holy story as we join in the sacred work of healing, restoration, peace, and justice. May we share the holy story in our words and in our actions. Friends, come, let us be part of the amazing things that God is always doing. Amen, and thanks be to God. We celebrate all the gifts that are shared, the gifts of time, talent, love, relationship, food, and money. We celebrate the gifts of food from our memorial food drive that will go out to share, be shared with our community and those who need assistance. And so we take a moment to ask God's blessing on these gifts. Let us pray. Holy God, you speak the story of creation through each of us the story of a world filled with love and hope, a story filled with the ability for each of us to care for ourselves and one another and for no one to be left out. We ask that you bless our gifts, bless our gifts that they may bless this church, that they may help us to continue to share the gospel in our words and actions. We ask that you bless these gifts of food and household items that will be going to the food bank this week, that they may show your love to the community around us. Bless these gifts and all that we share, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. And as we center ourselves for our prayer of the people, let us join in singing, Lord, listen to your children praying. Gracious God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, in memory and in hope we come before you. We bless you for your presence with us in our greatest joy and our most crushing sorrow. We thank you for love and life, for friends and for family. Bless our remembering, O God. On this Sunday of remembering, we offer prayers of thanksgiving and care for those who have gone before us, those who died that we might live, who suffered and still suffer in defense of dignity of all people. We remember men and women who have struggled for peace, stood against evil, sought justice with the sacrifice of their blood and their bodies, their mind, their futures, their lives. Wherever the human struggle for justice and hope has been fought, with pain and sacrifice. And we remember that many throughout your world still live where war and terror, violence and injustice are part of everyday life. We remember those we do not know. Children and adults and all your creatures whose eyes have seen the horrors of war. We ask your presence with them in struggles for justice and peace and restoration, and with us as we try to discern how best to assist them. For the healing of nations, O God, we pray. Gracious God, keep us all ever mindful of the peace that is more than just the absence of war, the peace that is the presence of compassion and understanding faith and hope, justice and love, flowing throughout all creation. Help us to build a world that has no room for hatred, no place for violence, a world in which love can live. As we strive, O oh God, to live into your love, we bring before you the prayers that we have for others this day. We pray for those who are mourning the death of a loved one, We pray for those who are wrestling with medical diagnosis and treatment. We pray for all who are hungering for food and justice. We pray for all who are yearning to live into freedom. We pray for all who are working hard to tear down walls that divide. We pray for all who are struggling in heart and mind. O God of love, we bring before you now all that weighs heavy on our hearts this day, as we offer the prayer, our prayers, in the silence of our hearts. We pour these prayers to you, God, as we join them with the prayers of all creation. trusting in your deep love and your working through each one of us. We offer these in. Jesus' name as together we share in the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, But deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever amen there's an old saying attributed to saint francis of assisi that goes preach the gospel every day and if necessary use words friends we've got a story to tell a story to live in our community, in our lives, and in our world, the story of God's great love, the story of the power of healing and reconnecting and rebuilding. Friends, let us go filled with God's love, to love and serve this world, to preach the gospel every day, and if necessary, use words. Friends, may we see the face of Christ in everyone we meet, and may may they see the face of Christ in us. Amen.